When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you having problems with learning how to hear your wife or even understand what it is that she's saying? Maybe you struggle with knowing what she wants and needs. What's going on in her life? If that's you, you probably have a challenge with being mindful. Today, we're going to unpack how you can become a more mindful husband to show your wife love. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Husband's Coach's Corner, the podcast that teaches husbands how to love their wife every day and become better men in the process. I'm your host, Chris Scott, a.k.a. The Husband Coach. Hey, welcome back to the Husband Coach's Corner. And today we are landing the plane on the fourth attribute of showing love to your wife, and that is being mindful. Now, if you're just joining us, We've already gone through three episodes where we talked about being approachful, being graceful, and being self-giving. Today, we're going to be unpacking what it means to become a more mindful husband. Now, before we get into that content, I do want to make you aware of marriagedrills.com. It's the website where you can go and keep in contact with me send me messages, suggestions, comments about the show. Now, I've heard that if you're on Spotify, you can leave a star rating. If that's something you're interested in, please leave a rating on the platform that you're listening to this on. And if you're on YouTube, smash the subscribe button. That way you can get content as often as I produce it. So being mindful. Now, I know that many people have probably heard this term before and, you know, it it really resonates well in the yoga community. Now, I've never done yoga, uh, not not well, at least I've never tried to do it, really. Uh, But I do understand the reason that a lot of people do yoga is to free their mind. Today, I'm not asking you to free your mind. All right. So you can get rid of that concept of being mindful. Instead, what I'm going to be focusing on is getting you to focus your mind on your wife and the things that she needs, wants, the things that she says, stuff like that. So two different concept of being mindful. This is not the yoga version. This is going to be the more intentional version of loving your wife. Now, we're going to cover two different uh, main topics. The first one is being present in the moment. Now, that sounds very similar to the yoga version. I I can assure you that this that's just a coincidence. All right. Uh, And then the second one is being aware of your wife's needs and wants. It's so important that you're aware of what she needs and what she wants. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because it's hard for you to show love to your wife if you don't know what she needs. And it's definitely hard to show love if you don't know what she wants. All right. Now, 
Let's go ahead and dive into the first topic. So being present in the moment, this is a big deal. And, you know, we hear this often where we live in a world of distraction, right? I don't think that that comes as a surprise to anyone. And distractions can come in a ton of different forms. They can come in the variety of our cell phone. They can come in the variety of a computer. They can come in the variety of just uh, the neighbors next door playing loud music, right? Distractions happen all around us. And we are recipients of tons and tons of data. You know, at the time of this recording, there is the Russia-Ukraine war that is going on right now. And I think a lot of people, we are uh, ingesting just a lot of information. And my prayer for everyone listening, regardless of if this is during or after uh, that conflict, there's always going to be information where we are just ingesting a lot of information. My prayer is that you can set aside those distractions and focus in on your wife. That's, that is my prayer, that whatever your distraction is, it doesn't even have to be that. It could be, uh, it could be work. It could be money. It could be the kids. And I'm not saying, you know, kick your kids to the curb. But what I am saying is what, you know, hopefully this echoes true to everything else that I've taught here is your wife has to have a level of priority in your life. And that's what I'm really getting at. All right. And that's where this mindfulness really does come in with the intentional being present in the moment. So what is being present in the moment? Well, uh, the first thing that I want to point out is hear what your wife has to say. All right. I think many of us, at least the men that are listening to this, we can rationalize that uh, we check out. I, I know I do. I check out and I still struggle with this. So I don't want, uh, again, I, I say this many times, but I never want to come across as like the master of marriage because I'm not. Uh, my wife will tell you that I am not, but she'll also tell you that I am always moving in the right direction of building our marriage. Uh, and the reason for that is there is no real end state to how great your marriage can be, right? You can always improve it. And that is the philosophy of finding a way of loving your wife every single day and where that takes you. Now, back to the, the concept of hearing what your wife has to say and what she's saying when you're having those conversations. Uh, the, the point here is really your wife is sharing information. If you've already become the approachable husband and the graceful husband and the self-giving husband, even in just a small way, she is going to tell you things. And it's in this moment that you start to build those other three categories, right? If you don't hear what she has to say, you're going to miss the opportunities that you need to show grace. If you don't hear what she has to say, she's going to catch on to that. And then you're going to become less approachable. And if you don't hear what she has to say, you may not find those opportunities to be more self-giving 
or maybe the thing she's trying to tell you is a way in which you need to become more self-giving. So you're going to miss those opportunities if you just tune out and you start thinking about those distractions, whatever they are. So the art here is really paying attention. This goes back to my active listening um, episode where we talked about the importance of asking good questions that are related to the uh, conversation that you're having. All right. So that's the first point. Hear what your wife has to say. The second one, and this probably should go, this is in reference to setting the tone. You should remove all distractions. Yes, kids can be a distraction. All right. And I'm not saying, you know, be rude or mean to the kids, but you should definitely, there's some conversations that need to be had away from kids. I have two little girls and there are some conversations that my wife and I have that are not necessary or appropriate to have in front of the kids. That's mostly in the form of disagreements. Now, is this, you know, me saying we should paint the picture that we're perfect parents and perfect husband and wife? Uh, no. However, it should set the tone for our kids to understand there are some conversations they just don't need to be a part of. But that also helps with that approachability and that gracefulness and that self-giving when you say, hey, honey, let's go have this conversation in our room. And, you know, the kids, if they're old enough that they can be alone for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, however long it takes you to have that conversation, do that. Or maybe it's a, hey, you know what, let's wait until the kids are asleep and then we'll sit down and we'll have this conversation. Do what makes sense for your marriage and for your relationship. But kids are a distraction. Now, those are distractions. Those are welcome distractions, right? And uh, my kids would probably be like, oh, dad, why'd you call me a distraction? I don't mean it in a negative context, right? If you're a parent, you understand. Now, if you're not a parent, some of the distractions that you're going to have are going to be really your cell phone, right? If possible, put your phone in another room. I'm not like one of those crazy people that say, turn your phone off when you're having comfort. No, like just put it in another room. Go have your conversation with your wife. Be present in the moment. Hear what she has to say. Don't let your phone become a barrier between you and your wife, period. All right. Turn off the TV. Turn off the radio if necessary. Uh, you know, I would mention that if you are having this conversation while you are driving and it becomes one of those things where you really need to hear what she has to say. Maybe it's worthwhile to pull over into a parking lot or something and have that conversation, uh, depending on what type of conversation you guys are having, right? If it's a joyful, pleasant conversation, then you could probably continue driving and it's not going to uh, require that much more thought process from you. However, if it is a pretty heavy conversation that has huge impacts to your marriage, regardless of where you're going in that moment, 
if the conversation was important enough for your wife to bring it up at this point, it's probably a good idea to pull over and have that conversation or at a bare minimum when you get to the location before you exit the vehicle, have that conversation with her. It's super important that you do that, all right? Because it shows that you actually care about what she has to say. And we'll touch about that a little bit later. Now, the next point that I want to make is uh, show that you care about what she is saying by being more curious about what she's saying, all right? So if she's telling you something and you're not asking questions and you're just going, uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh, uh, she might as well go talk to a wall, right? And this is one of those things like you have to be mindful as to what it is she's saying and know what it is that she's saying. And this is the, the, the art of being present in a conversation. It is tiring. It is extremely mentally tiring to be present in the conversation, but it is exponentially worthwhile to be present in the conversation, to know what it is that she's sharing with you. It is so important. So regardless of how tiring it is, you're going to win on the back end when you understand what it is that she's saying and why she's saying it, right? So ask questions of curiosity. Don't ask questions of frustration. Ask questions to help you understand why she's saying what she's saying. And when you start to get met with some tension, then, you know, this is starting to turn into how do you handle conflict? How do you have good, productive conversations? That's coming, I promise. Uh, I started a marriage success series that launches every Friday. And this week's episode is actually communicating successfully. So uh, if that's something you're interested in, tune in to that episode on Friday uh, whatever the first Friday is in March. I, I don't have the date right in front of me. I think it's the fourth, but uh, the next point that I want to make on being present in the moment is nothing is too small or too big to have the conversation with your wife about and to be present. This means, this is good news, right? This means you can practice this on every single thing that you are doing with your wife. If you are being intentional about loving your wife, you can say, you know what? I'm going to be mindful. She's talking to me. How can I hear what she has to say? Right? I'm guilty of always being busy, moving forward and and doing things, uh, always having something to do. Like I'm always busy. Well, One of my key things of being approachable, like I said, I leave my office door open that lets them know that they can come talk to me. There's a time of day where I'm just sitting on the couch. I'm doing stuff, but they know that they can come and talk to me, Uh, stuff like that, right? That, That ties in with the approachability piece, being mindful of the small things that they want to talk to me about. And I say they because... Uh, for me, my, my love is extended to my children, but if we're going to focus in on, on just how I respond or react or, or spend time with my wife being mindful for her, she can tell me one of the smallest things 
And I will take the time to acknowledge what it is that she's saying. And then I would ask her these curious questions, even if it's a very, very small thing. All right. And I mean, so small uh, as to, you know, hey, today I was scrolling through TikTok and I seen this. Now, am I overly concerned about a TikTok video or anything? No, uh, I'm actually not. But it's something that's important to her. She felt comfortable enough to share it with me. And to build on my approachability, I am going to be mindful. I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to listen. I'm going to tune in. And I'm going to ask curious questions because that lets her know that I actually value what it is that she wants to share with me. And it builds our relationship. That's how this works. So moral of the story, uh, make sure that you don't say, oh, that's too small. That's beneath me when your wife is trying to share something with you. Hear what she has to say, ask curious questions, and then move forward, all right? Now, this is a tip to every husband. I want you to create a running honey-do list. Now, if you have never heard of the honey-do list, maybe uh, you are a newlywed or you're uh, engaged and you're about to get married, look, the honeydew list is going to save you immensely. What the honeydew list does or is, it's a collection of things that your wife has asked for that you directly have influence over completing. All right. So if your wife says, hey, I need you to pressure wash the house. She's not saying like do it right now, but I need you to do this at some point. My recommendation to you is remove or like check things off your honeydew list in the appropriate time of the request, right? So if she's asking you to do something that you have to be on vacation to actually accomplish, then make a note like, hey, she just asked me to do whatever this thing is, right? She asked me to pressure wash, pressure wash the house. I need to be on vacation. My next vacation is here. Let me just program in some time on my vacation where I pressure wash the house. So that way she knows that she was heard and action was taken. Because when we take action, our wives also feel love. That's a whole nother concept and episode. But moral of the story, you want to start a honey-do list. Because when you are being more mindful and you start this list as your wife is sharing things, you can start to pick up on what it is that she needs and wants, which is our second topic, right? What she needs and wants. Now, before we move into that second topic, I do want to be very clear on the small and large topics you may not be very interested in, all right? My wife talks to me about things that I have very limited interest in. But just because I'm not interested in it doesn't mean that I can't be mindful and present during the conversation that we're having. All right. That's the that's the point that I wanted to get across with being present in the moment. If it's something that if you instantly write it off like, oh, man, 
I don't care about this. Why would I? Why are you even talking to me about this? This is stupid. This is silly. Then your wife won't come to you next time. And then the next time. And then eventually she'll stop coming to you because you are not showing interest in the things that she wants to share with you. So then she finds someone else to share them with. So again, that goes back to approachability. But moral of the story being mindful, you have to be present in the moment and hear what it is that she has to say and be intentional in gathering information, uh, which is the honey-do list, but also be intentional about asking curiosity questions. All right. So now that we have unpacked a little bit about the being present in the moment. Now we move into the major, the second major topic of being aware of your wife's wants and needs. Now that honey do list, that is a list of wants and sometimes a list of needs, right? Uh, and I do define needs as something critical to either her emotional uh, well-being, her physical well-being, or her uh, like something that she needs in order to continue surviving and thriving, right? That's a need. A want is anything that is in addition to that. So that could be a new purse, uh, nails and makeup, stuff like that, right? We don't need purses, nails and makeup and, and things of that sort to have a physical well-being and an emotional well-being, uh, I know that some people would argue against that, but uh, your wife would not cease to exist and she would not die if she did not get the new uh, coach handbag or whatever is popular in the fashion industry, stuff like that. I, th I think we can understand the differences between needs and wants, right? So the the needs... We will very rarely see those on the honey-do list unless it is a need specifically from you to fill up her love tank and her emotional value. Now, that goes back into uh, the five love languages. If there's going to be a need listed onto the honey-do list, it's going to be whatever is in her top two five love language, uh, like whatever she scored the highest in uh, the top two love languages that she scored the highest on, all right? That's where you're going to see them populate in the honey-do list. Typically, the honey-do list is going to be a series of wants. And the reason why you have to be mindful, and this is why I'm, I'm bringing it up, is when you're having those conversations, you're going to have to decipher, is this a need or is this a want? And if it's a need, it needs it has got to become a higher priority for you to action uh, and to nurture and to maintain and do everything else. And if it's a one, then this is something where you can say, OK, this this can go on to my uh, to do later or my vacation time frame list, whatever the case may be. But. The, the point that I really want to drive home here is if you're not paying attention and you're not aware and, and cognizant that 
there is a need and a want that's being displayed by a wife during these conversations, you're going to miss that ability to be self-giving, graceful, and approachable. All right. Now, uh, if here's an example, if your wife is striving to lose weight, right? We know that uh, there are unhealthy snacks, whatever that thing is. If you show up eating your wife's favorite unhealthy snack while she has already voiced to you, hey, I'm working on losing weight. I'm actively trying to do this. And you show up with her favorite unhealthy snack, whatever it may be. Are you truly being mindful to something that she's going through? I would argue that you're not. And I think you can understand that. Now, obviously, this is a simple example, but it was the easiest one for, or at least that I think can uh, be easily explained. Everyone can relate to that in some way. So that's the reason why I chose it. Yours may be different, but if you don't know what your wife is going through, we can easily show up and uh, be disrespectful or rude to her circumstance or situation. Because if you weren't paying attention that she said, hey, I'm losing weight and she was actually being serious, right? Because uh, we'll be honest, sometimes our wives say that they're going to do things and that's not really their intent. Um, And we, myself included, tend to write that thing off. Like, oh yeah, you're, you're not going to do that. You're just talking. It, it's a happy feeling moment right now. Um, and I would encourage every husband to remove that from their thought process. I combat against that every single time that it comes in um, because that is not showing love and giving your wife credibility. Instead, what I try to do is say, okay, How can I help my wife be successful in the thing that she's asking for? How can I be her actual partner in this thing? And, you know, if in the weight loss scenario, if you both happen to enjoy the exact same uh, treat, maybe you just say, you know what? I'm not going to eat this thing uh, in front of her, right? Maybe you can go a step further and say, you know what? I'm also not going to eat unhealthy foods, period, ever in front of her or uh, not in front of her. That's a way that you can partner with her. All right. So look for opportunities to, to partner with her. And that shows that you're being mindful. All right. The second point that I want to make in regards to being aware of your wife's wants and needs is uh, cater to her needs and wants in a responsible manner, right? What does this mean? Sometimes, uh, and this goes back, my first note goes back to the partnering aspect. Sometimes it requires us to give her time to accomplish the thing that she said she wants to do. What that means is maybe we are responsible for taking care of the kids, Maybe we're responsible for uh, cooking a meal. Like whatever the thing is, we need to give her the time to do the thing that she said that she wants to do. 
So she says, hey, once a week, I want to go to the gym or twice a week, I want to go to the gym. Find a way to carve that out into your schedule. Again, this is you becoming a partner with your wife and showing that you acknowledge what it is that she has going on and you're taking action to show her that it matters and that you care. All right. That's that's really what this boils down to. Now, the next thing is uh, helping her again. This is all about partnering. Right. We want to help our wives accomplish the things their their wants and their needs. Sometimes the wants are on this honey-do list, all right? Sometimes the wants are things that you have no influence over, but you can help her accomplish it, all right? Maybe she wants to go learn a foreign language or she wants to learn a foreign language. That could be a want, right? And you don't know the foreign language. Well, sometimes maybe you just go to a bookstore and you get her a book and you say, hey, look, I know that you said that you want to learn this foreign language. Here's the book. Why don't you start with this? Right. But do it in a truly humble way. What do I mean by that? If your wife says that she wants to learn a foreign language and decides, you know what? Now I don't want to learn a foreign language. And then she says, I want to learn how to play the piano. And then she decides later, I don't care to learn to play the piano. And this becomes a trend. Instead of being the husband that points it out like, hey, you always start stuff and you don't complete it. Right. I'm not saying that 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 is not a true statement. Right. You just have to find a humble way and a loving way to share that with your wife, but not to, uh, again, tone and content, right? When we talk about uh, how do we talk to our wives, we have to manage our tone and our content, right? The way that we say it, the words that we say, and how we say the words that we say. There's nothing wrong with saying, when you start something, I don't see you completing it. Right. That's a very true statement. And depending on how you say that statement or share that statement with your wife, it'll be received differently in both regards. That's all I'm saying there. All right. Uh, And then review your honeydew list again. Looking at the honeydew list is going to be the way that you stay uh, on top of your wife's wants and needs. All right. If there are needs on the honeydew list, you need to accomplish those first. All right. Needs have to be a higher priority than the wants. So as we land this this plane um, or, you know, bring the show to a close, uh, I wanted to make sure that you acknowledge that all four of these attributes of love right? These are attributes of love, being approachable, self-giving, graceful, and mindful. They really do center around each other. It's hard to do one without the other three, right? You can't be approachable if you're not self-giving and you're not mindful and you're not graceful. 
you can't be graceful if you're not approachable. Like that's almost uh, a requirement to be graceful. You can't be very mindful if you're not approachable or self-giving. And you can't be self-giving if you're not very graceful or mindful, right? These things, they go hand in hand. And when you demonstrate all four in your walk with your wife and your relationship with your wife, the love is truly felt. What you say really does start to manifest into what you do. So if you say, honey, I love you, but you have no work to show that you actually love her, then the question is, do you love her? You know, it's that simple. If you are not walking in a way that proves that you actually love her, then, you know, the the question is, do you really love your wife? And if you're listening to this podcast and, you know, you're like, you know, I really do love my wife and I want to go deeper in relationship and connection with my wife, then the best thing that I can offer to you is a one-on-one coaching uh, assignment or, or session where we sit down and we talk about uh, what your relationship looks like and how you can build your relationship uh, to get a little bit better. And ultimately, it's going to come down to you taking massive action. But I'll come alongside you and give you pointers, give you advice, tips, counsel, and, you know, just let you see yourself from a different perspective, because if you don't have a good mentor in your life that can help you with your marriage and talk you through these things, then, yeah, you're going to run into issues in your marriage because you're not going to see yourself the way that your wife sees you or someone else sees you, period. We're just not that good at examining ourselves. No matter how much you look in the mirror, you're going to miss something because you are not on the other side of you, right? Let that sink in for a second. What is it like to be on the other side of me? Meaning when I do something, when I make a decision or when I act a certain way, what does it feel like to be on the receiving end of my actions? And that is truthfully a hard concept for many of us Uh, myself included, to understand outside of someone saying, hey, here's what I'm acknowledging or uh, what I'm witnessing about you. So take that for what it's worth. If you are interested in a one-on-one coaching session, then come over to marriagedrills.com, sign up today, and we'll we'll get it on the calendar and we'll start talking Uh, and and finding out how we can build your marriage and your relationship. And for everyone else, I want you guys to be encouraged that you can love your wife if you stay tuned to these four attributes, right? Uh, There's a lot of ways of loving your wife. And hopefully, you know, as many episodes that we've done or that I've put onto this platform, uh, hopefully, 
that idea is starting to sink in that you have a lot of opportunity and options available to love your wife. So my encouragement to you and my prayer for you today is that you go out and you find a way to love your wife today. Peace.